funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Hey, George. Not too bad. I just started a new job this week. I'm a teacher aide at a nice private school with a very, very nice tuition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. That's fantastic news. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. And also on the line is Abigail Williams. How you doing, Abigail? George, I am doing pretty swell. Did you also get a job teaching at a very expensive private school? I did not. I am still just teaching private piano and voice lessons at my very inexpensive and sad, non-high tuition paying home. (laughs) (laughs) But I like what I do. I'm glad you can join us. And we're not going to get into it this episode, but I have been doing my breathing exercise. Yeah, good, because I'm expecting great things. Okay, well, don't expect too much. And so is America and the global community. (laughs) You owe it to the global community. Next week, we'll check in on the voice lessons. Perfect. I'll hold you to it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, TJ will not be joining us today. Y'all, TJ died. What? Okay, that was so strong, Jordan. I did not see you going there. Whoa there, kitten. TJ's poor mom who listens to the podcast. He died. Oh, my God. That was dad's watching The Lone Ranger and was like, quiet, honey, I can't hear. Wait, it's, it's a radio show. Forget it. We have to wait until the podcast episode is released to, like, get TJ's death announcement. That's the mess. That's how his parents find out. He's alive, <laughs> just so you're aware. He's alive. We wish him health and wealth. Lots of life. Lots of longevity. TJ swore me to secrecy, but he's on set of a movie that stars somebody, like, very, very famous. Give us some hints. You don't have to tell us since he swore you to secrecy, but since he's not here. Okay, if a nude photo of them leaked on Twitter, it would break the internet. Well, that's a million people, George. (laughs) Uh, Myself included. (laughs) Prince Evans? I. Princess? No. Multiple Hmm. Oscar nominee and star of a recent HBO drama. Alex, you're the celebrity one of this team. Who is he I can't say anything about? else. I can't say anything else. I'll get in trouble. Oh, my God. Well, I won't. I know. I won't get in trouble. Uh, hmm. HBO, Oscars, awards. SJP? Is it Sarah I'm, Jessica? I'm... It's Sarah Jessica. Ooh, TJ. TJ. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. We're going to find out, America. We're going to let you know. when we Allegedly. You'll be the first to know. I got the legalese for us, too, y'all. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. That's just, like, that's just celebrity gossip at this point. <laughs> this is not a comedy podcast. It's a celebrity <laughs> gossip, what's TJ up to podcast. <laughs> We're, like, extra. Don't you worry. When he's back, he'll be dropping some names to find no TJ. Of course he will. Mm-hmm. If he's back. I'm not letting him back on this show. 
You ditch us for some celebrity, I think we're the most important. I agree. Now, if he comes back with this person as a guest co-host. All right, we'll consider letting him back on. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. Okay. He doesn't Um, listen to the episode, so I guess he doesn't know that he's on notice. (laughs) (laughs) Or dead. (laughs) (laughs) We killed him. Not really, America. TJ's alive. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Guess we'll just have to find out next week. (sighs) To be continued. Early voting started this week in Georgia, and I've been hearing everybody talk about it, and I'm constantly seeing photos of these long lines of people voting. And I don't know about you, but I don't wait in a long line unless they're giving shit away. So if that's a long line for tacos, I'm all in. Yeah. But I'll just come back and vote tomorrow. I don't get that. It's ridiculous. I've heard as long as 10 hours in some parts of Georgia, four hours in some parts, 40 minutes. I'm going to go try and see what happens this week, and I'm going to try to early vote myself. I'll let you guys know maybe next week, but I'm nervous. I got an absentee ballot. I'm not going to be waiting in some four-hour line with a one-year-old. This right here, my friends, this is the official absentee ballot of Abigail S. Williams. You better put that in the mail. Well, I'm going to drop it off. I just took it out of comedy land. I'm going to drop it off. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to hand this to the Secretary of State. I'm going to give this. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Ma'am, you can't be. Will you take a selfie of me (laughs) handing this to you? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get kicked out. So that's my big goal. My vote counts. Here's my life hack for avoiding long lines at the polling place. You have to vote in a neighborhood that's white and mostly Republican. Mm, That's a pretty good hack. Yeah. The precinct I vote in is all these old white people. And I'll tell you what, I've literally never, ever, ever spent more than five minutes waiting to vote. All the machines are working. There's never any problem. It's smooth sailing. I really appreciate the imbalance of election opportunity (laughs) in my district. Because while everybody was posting on social media during this most recent Georgia election, I've been out here since 6 a.m. I'm here. I'm not leaving. I've brought food. I literally drove up, wasn't sure I was in the right place because there was one car there, walked inside, voted, walked outside, got in my car. All these other people are still waiting in line. And I'm just like, wow. Now, I live in a suburb, so it's different. But I was like, man, I just did not have that experience at all. Well, I'm waiting for election day. That's my voting day. I look forward to it. So I'm not early voting. I'm going on election day. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to stand in line for three minutes. I'm going to push my button on my well-working machine. (laughs) Even when I was early voting up where I live, I still had to wait in line for well over an hour, but an hour as opposed to six hours. Right. You're waiting in line for an hour. There should be some free food or a really great Disney roller coaster. And even that's a bit much. I don't like to wait in long lines at security. Sometimes I go to the airport and I'm like, oof, that line is long. I don't need to go and visit my friend. And then I go, get out, liar. No way. 
Some of us have more money than others, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hide money, as they say. Woo. Call Delta and be like, I need to cancel my flight. That line is too damn long. I don't call Delta. They call me and they're like, um, you're economy negative, so we don't care if you show up or not. Like, we were going to throw you in the cargo space anyway. Oh, my goodness. Long lines are stressful, but I have suffered through some long lines for less important things than voting, concerts, clothes events, alcohol, whatever. Why are you standing in all these lines? I need things, George. I have my need. Why do you need clothes when everyone else isn't in line for them? A sale or something? Okay, okay. So maybe I lied about the clothes, but I'm thinking about, like, people that stand in line for shoes. Okay. Stand in line for Jordans and stuff like that, even though I've never done that. But I've waited for many things, rides at amusement parks. Silly things. Nothing in comparison to voting. I hate lines so much that when I go to theme parks, because I'm kind of a theme park junkie, I will not ride with the rest of the crowd that I'm with. I'm like single rider line. Ah. It's like going to the movies. We don't need to talk during this, so we don't have to sit next to each other. I'm not going to be on this roller coaster like, hi, are you enjoying yourself? So glad we did this together. No, I'm just going to be enjoying the ride. When I go, I go at weird times of the year. I pay extra money if I'm able to. That's where I'm going to put my money, to get out of a long line. I'm going to get there early AF. That's funny. My mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to be doing. But I have some tips if you're going to stand in line during this election for four plus hours. Take a chair with you that you can move up as needed. Download a really good podcast. Hmm, I know one. It's called, you're never going to have heard of it, Funniest People I Know. Start at Season 1, Episode 1. Binge listen to all those. If you don't want to do that, get an audio book. There are so many things out there that you can listen to. Get a babysitter. If you're going to be standing in line all day, because that's going to suck. I think you should get a remote battery pack and hop on to the church or elementary school's Wi-Fi and just stream a really good movie. Right. Pretend that you're in the car for that eight-hour car trip, (laughs) and then if for some reason it gets done early, bonus for you, and you were already free. Oh, my God, Abigail, I want to see this. Come with, like, a lawn chair and snacks and a cooler. Oh, I, I, I would not only want to come with <laughs> snacks, I would first pick up food on my way. So I'd be coming with the tacos that you would be standing in line for. Like, I'm coming with something I like. I'm bringing drinks that I enjoy drinking, not alcohol. Calm down. i got to be within my own mind so that I know what I'm voting for. <laughs> I try to just make lines as enjoyable as possible. I'm the person obnoxiously with an umbrella if it's really sunny. I'm not going to get sunburned out here. I'm just going to do my best. I love this. I want to see this so bad. I if do not you bring care. food, though, shouldn't you bring enough for everybody? No. They can bring their own food. <laughs> I think be that six you should bring feet away from me. Others. So how can I share my food? My arm's not six feet long. This is the problem with having been homeschooled, yeah. Abigail. We were wow. taught that if you bring a snack, you have wow. to bring some for everybody. And I just feel so yeah. sorry for all you public schoolers who <laughs> share your puddings with other people. This is my pudding. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yes. Well, I think those are really good tips. Um, if anybody is listening to us right now while standing in line. What can I say except you're welcome? Alexandria... You were telling me you got something on your mind. You got some beef with one of your friends? (laughs) 
Yes, I have beef with Cardi B right now. One of my, <laughs> <laughs> my homegirl, she knows she's my friend. We talk to each other in my head. We have such a connection. And I'm so annoyed. Whatever. It's real life. I know so many people that do what I'm about to speak on. But uh, why do celebrities bring us through their BS in the news? I guess this is the news cycle and what we subscribe to. But damn, I'm tired of falling into it. Audience, let me catch you up. Cardi B announced two, three weeks ago that she was divorcing her husband, Offset, one-third of the group, the Migos. And it was like, okay, they had had some issues before in their marriage. She was supposedly thinking about leaving him a couple of years ago and then they worked it out they had a reconciliation and got back together and they were all in love and then she announced this divorce two weeks ago she got on her instagram and she said it had nothing to do with infidelity it had nothing to do with him cheating on me sometimes you just get tired of the arguing you get tired of all the mess and so it was like whatever girl you're rich you're cute your baby's cute go out here and do your thing girl you got that walk, right. girl do you, boo? Leave that man, get you a new one. Woo-woo. Cardi B has a birthday. And, of course, I miss my invitation. Sometimes she has my address. Sometimes she It's not a big deal. I'm mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. She had a birthday party. Everyone's there. More than 10 people. You know, I'm going to let them have it. It's her birthday. I get it. I need a birthday party right now. So, girl, do your thing. And Cardi was drunk, boo. She was giving me Jasmine from Aladdin vibes. Like, she just looked really drunk. She looked like she was having a good time. I've seen videos of people pantyless and pantsless, and it looked like it was a whole shebang bang going on. Sounds like it. She was having a good time. Well, guess who else was at this party with her? I mean, I'm going to guess Offset. Yes. Mr. Offset was there. I know they're going to have to co-parent because they have little beautiful baby culture. She's probably the flyest and richest baby that I've ever seen. And I know that that's going to, you know, they're going to have to keep purses in her hands and fly shoes on her feet. So, of course, they're going to have to talk to each other. But she was in his lap. It looked like they are back together. Normally, I wouldn't care. It's like, whatever. You're a couple. Do your thing. If you're in love, you're in love. If you're not, you fall out, you come back together. Whatever. It's not my business. But the thing was, I got at least 27 notifications from at least 55 different blogs that (laughs) Cardi B and Offset were getting a divorce. And now you guys are wasting my time to get back together. I'm sick of it. If you're going to be dramatic and have these dramatic exits, I need you to stick to them. If you exit the stage, you can't just come back on stage to pick up a pencil. Unless Nobody's calling you for an encore. Stay off stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't you hate that, too? Because it's like when your friends break up and they're talking trash and you're like, yeah, I always hated him, thought he was the worst guy for you. You can do so much better. And then next thing you know, you're at their birthday party and they're hooking up and they're like, oh, we're back together. And suddenly it's your fault for telling the truth. Okay, now I'm the bad friend for telling Cardi B how she didn't have to be with Offset, even if it was in a dream of mine that I told this to Cardi Mm -hmm. B. The point is, she has had probably a multitude of friends 
say, girl, you know you don't need this. You are the top rapper of this generation, girl. You're out here making money. You have deals with fashion. No, you are so beautiful. You're rich. Why are you worried about him? Now, I know, excuse me, audience, I know sex is a powerful thing, and I know Cardi B is a self-proclaimed freak-a-leak, and I don't know if Mr. Offset has just taken over her mind with his skill. It happens. This is some really bizarre territory. (laughs) I've known of this phenomenon of, I don't like you, but I like hanging out with you. Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. So, you know, just don't make it everyone's business. Don't make your breakup everyone's business if you're going to be going back for birthday booty. I'm not buying it. I bet you that at home they're like, I'm too tired. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's all an act? Totally, dude. This is a bunch of bull crap. I'm not believing any of it. She's just doing it for the gram. Yeah. She was sitting next to him when she announced that they were divorced. She's like, here, I'm tweeting this, but we'll talk next week. Like, yeah, or even if she's like, I really enjoy X, Y, Z, and then she gets home and she's like, mm, I'm too tired. I think it's all fake. We've learned anything from the last few years. All that matters is that people are talking about you. Okay. So if you need to fake a breakup and then fake a reconciliation to keep people talking about you, it's better publicity yeah, Alex, than you just there. played into her hand. Yeah. This is I what she you. wanted. She wanted you to be dreaming about her. She wanted you to be the bad friend. This is all an act to get us to talk about her on our show. I am disgusted that we've let this happen. Yeah, I feel trapped. It's a beautiful trap. I don't want to leave my trap. I don't know what to say. I'm glitching. Speaking of traps, we got an election coming up, and... Everybody's talking about this, and I keep hearing the same opinions over and over again. And I had an idea that I wanted to get a fresh opinion. I wanted to talk to somebody who wasn't jaded, who hasn't been tainted by the talking points, and kind of is a voice of the future generation. So I decided to interview my seven-year-old niece, Bella, about the election. Let's listen to my conversation with Bella about the election. Hi, Bella. How are you today? Bella, you know, there's an election going on, and I wanted to ask you a few questions about it. Is that okay? Uh-huh. I'm going to show you a picture of somebody. Can you tell me if you know who this man is? Um, that's Donald Trump. Okay, and who is he? He is the president. Where did you learn who this person is? Because I hear on the news a lot Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. What do you think a president does? Well, my parents watch the news of the president. Okay, and when you watch the news with your parents, what do you think the job of the president is? I guess telling us about the coronavirus and stuff. So the job of the president is to tell us about the coronavirus? Well, right now, that's all I know. Well, the president, he just talks about the coronavirus. Do you know who this man is? No. That's Joe Biden. Have you ever heard the name Joe Biden? Yeah, my mom told me that name earlier. He's trying to become the next president. Did you know that? Yeah. Have you heard people talk about the election? No. Do you know what an election is? I don't remember. Do you know what voting is? Voting is like if you vote for something, 
who votes more gets it. Yeah, that's right. So the election is when people vote. So Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both running to become president, and whoever gets the most votes is going to win. Do you know who this woman is? No. That's Kamala Harris. She's running to be vice president. What's a vice president? Vice president helps the president do their job, and if anything happens to the president, the vice president takes over and becomes president. Oh. If they win, Kamala Harris will be the first woman to ever be vice president. There's never been a woman vice president before. What do you think about that? I've never heard of a vice president before. Okay. What do you think about if there was a woman president? Do you like that idea? Maybe. Okay. You mentioned that you heard that the president talks about coronavirus. What do you know about coronavirus? Well, I do know because when I go into school, I have to wear a mask, and I can only take it off and snack and lunch. You've learned that it's important to wear a mask? Is that how you stay safe? Yeah. Are you good about wearing a mask all the time? Yeah, I'm kind of used to it now. What does your teacher do if somebody in your class doesn't wear a mask? My teacher has a mask, and if they didn't have a mask in their backpack, the teacher would just give them a mask. Do you think it's a good idea for people to not wear masks? No, not during the coronavirus. A lot of times you'll see that Donald Trump doesn't like to wear a mask, and, you know, he had the coronavirus. Do you think that's a good idea? No. If you were to meet him, would you tell him that he should wear a mask? Yeah. One of the things people are talking about during the election is Joe Biden wants to make it a rule that everybody has to wear a mask outside. Do you think that's a good idea? Well, if you're not outside of a building and no one's around you, you take the mask off. Okay, but if you're in the grocery store or in a classroom, you should probably wear one, right? Yeah. What do you think about the coronavirus? I don't like it. What do you miss the most about the world before the coronavirus? You don't have to wear a mask and stuff. Do you miss hanging out with friends outside of school? Uh-huh. Do you miss going to movies? Yes. What about going to restaurants? Um, yeah. Do you know what a bailout is? No. The bailout is when the government sent us all money because we weren't able to go to work because of the coronavirus. Do you think that's a good idea to send people money and to help them out? Yeah. Do you think that they should have another bailout and send us more money to help us? Well, I don't know. Maybe, but I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't think that's a good idea? That's how you work. So you work to earn the money. You think that if they send too much money, then people won't want to go to work? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question about taxes. Do you know what taxes are? Taxes is when you give money to the president. When you're a grown-up and you have a job and you work and you get paid money, you have to give part of your money to the government. Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Uh. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Do you think that rich people, people with a lot of money, should have to pay more, or do you think everybody should pay the same whether they're rich or poor? 
Well, I think the rich people should give some of their money to the president. Poor people shouldn't have to give as much, or should they give just as much? They don't have to give that much because they don't probably have a lot of money. What's important to you? What do you think the president should fix? He should be wearing a mask. Do you think you want to be president one day? No. Here's the most important question of all. Which is better, Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? Frozen 2. Why is Frozen 2 better? Because that has a little more detail. Who's your favorite person on the movie? Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. He's really funny in the movie. Yeah, he's really funny. Okay, Bella, well, that answers my question. Thank you for talking to me about this stuff. I know a lot of people want to know what a seven-year-old thinks about the world today. (laughs) She is so cute. Right? Oh, my God. I miss being that innocent and that precious. But also, I relate, girl. I really relate. I love that she's like, I don't know who Joe Biden is. Because I think, Bella, most of America would say the same. (laughs) (laughs) I love when she's like, I turn on the news and it's just Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. (laughs) It's like, I know, girl. I know. Halloween's coming up, and I've got a really special sketch for us to read for the writer's room. This is a sketch I've written for the upcoming Halloween shows at the Outdoor Theater at Pont City Market with the Mighty Shorts. Nice. This will be getting staged this month. Check out MightyShorts.com for details on those shows. But I thought we'd do a sneak preview of a sketch I wrote called Toil and Trouble. The alley cat has meowed. Thrice again has the president lied. Twitter cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in with poisoned entrails throw. Two Big Macs, an ice cream cone, and the heart of Michael Cohen. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire, burn, and cauldron bubble! Murder hornets, tax returns, swarms of locusts and fire burns! Impeachment trial, COVID-19, tax returns, hope of a vaccine. Eye of Gingrich, MAGA hat, liver of a Democrat! Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Ginsburg's robe, Mike Pence's fly, hearts of proud boys standing by. Brain of Fauci, spin of vanity, burn along with human sanity. Into this broth most mystical, brew of Vanka's hair and Jared's testicle. Double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. We sacrifice this cursed year of rat. And beseech the spirit, elect a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
scared. <laughs> Y'all are some good it. witches. Based off of Macbeth, George, you're a genius. You uncultured swine. Actually, you're cultured. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so definitely, folks, if you want to check that out on stage, check out the Mighty Short shows at Pond City Market this month. We apologize it won't be as great since none of us are in this, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> I have no part to that. I'm, I remove myself from all comments. Alex says she agrees with me. Thank you and good night. <laughs> This year's been super stressful, and I think we're just all dealing with things the best we can. And sometimes you do something a little wrong, and you feel guilty, and it weighs on your mind. And we can't really go to church and stuff these days. And so I thought we could wrap up the episode with something kind of cathartic and do a confession session. Great. Okay. Abigail, you're the daughter of a pastor, so that basically makes you clergy. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I thought maybe you could take our confessions. Well, I'm not Catholic, you know. I don't think that matters. Oh, do you not? <laughs> Some Catholics think, might disagree. <laughs> I think a Catholic priest is almost the exact same thing as the daughter of a Southern Baptist reverend. Yeah, that's right. And just for clarity, we're not like the bad Southern Baptists, okay? My dad's like the cool <laughs> Southern Baptist. He's not like a hellfire and brimstone kind of guy. He's like a grace and I love everybody kind of guy, just so that the global community is aware. Fair enough. Alexandria, would you like to go on for confession first? George, I need to ask for this. Alex, my daughter, I would like for you to feel free to confess your sins at the feet of this Zoom call to mine ears. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Sister Mary Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is me. I really appreciate this. Okay, so I'm a little embarrassed. And know that this happened when I was completely sober. I was using all the safety. I was super cautious, all those things. Okay. But I hit someone with my car. Oh. Whoa. A person? A person. But they got up and said they were fine. <laughs> I <laughs> Good thing I'm your clergy that I don't have to report this to the authority. <laughs> Thank God. But this I, is confidential. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so I can say this because I feel like I have healed from this incident. Maybe I'm not the one that needs healing. But the point is that I was coming to a stop, slowly going under 20 miles an hour. and Someone illegally ran across the street to cross to try to catch their bus, which was pulling up to a bus stop on one of those six lane streets. Mm. And I didn't see this person. I was maybe in the third lane over and they were coming from across the street and they ran through and I hit them with my car. But I stopped and I made sure they were okay. And I asked if they wanted to go to the doctor, and I was offering them a ride to go to the doctor and to make sure they were okay. And they didn't want a ride to the doctor, but they did say I could give them a ride to the bus stop. And that's where I took them. 
And that's, that is my confession. Alex, there's so much to this. I just want to say thank you. I thought we'd get something like I flick somebody off when I was driving, not I hit a person with my car. I'm just glad you feel safe to say this to me, my daughter. And first of all, I think this person should be confessing to jaywalking. And (laughs) causing you the drama of hitting somebody with your car. Because that's a traumatic experience to hit someone. You had the right of way. Number two, the fact that you invited this person into your car is a little concerning to me. I mean, this could have been a murderer, Alex, and you just invited this person into your car. And they had motive to try to kill you because you just hit them with your car. So I feel like I don't need to absolve you as much as I want to counsel you. Don't let anybody in your car that you don't know again, Alex. This is me channeling my father right now. <laughs> that was very nice of you to stop and to offer help. And <laughs> I forgive you, and I'm sure God does too. I think we should move on from here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, doesn't that feel better? Before the police call us. <laughs> Alex, do you feel cleared up? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Holy. Hallelujah. Okay, great. Awesome. George, my son, whom I love, it is your turn to confess. Okay, forgive me, Sister Mary Abigail, Mm -hmm. for I have sinned. It has been many, 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 many years since my last confession. Okay. And before I say this, I just need to say that I was safe, and I took all the necessary precautions. (laughs) But I don't know why I'm laughing. And I'm I'm really nervous to share this. But I went to a movie theater during the pandemic to see Tenet. (gasps) What date? What month? It's been over a month now, so I feel comfortable sharing this information (laughs) with people finally. That's way worse than hitting someone with your car. (laughs) (laughs) According to many Americans. Not me, though. I don't think either of you are bad. I think you're both wonderful. And, George, I want to know something. How many people were in that movie theater? There were about five of us. And I went to the first showing early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I got the IMAX ticket because it was more expensive, and I heard it looked really great on IMAX, and I thought fewer people would be in there. Mm -hmm. I sat all the way in the back row by myself. I wore a mask the whole time. I didn't eat any popcorn or anything. That's a sin and in and of itself. I'm disgusted. <laughs> and I watched the movie, and it was amazing, and I loved every minute of it. And then I kept it a secret because I was worried everyone would shun me. George, I have one thing to say as your friend. Next time, if you go to the movies during a pandemic without me, we're done. <laughs> now, as your absolver... I want you to do a couple of Hail Marys, and I couldn't demonstrate since I'm not Catholic, but I'm sure the Internet can tell you how to do it. I want you to pay me $50. What? That (laughs) will for sure clear you up. So as soon as that gets into my Venmo account, at Abigail W240, A-B-I-G-A-I-L-W240, when I see that $50 from you or from a listener, who may just want to pay your penance for you, I will text you that you are absolved, and you will be fine. Any questions? Well, I wish I had hit someone with my car. (laughs) Alex felt really bad about that. I could tell. You just lied about it for a month. (laughs) (laughs) 
but the movie is so good, and and there was no one to talk to about it because no one else has seen it, and it's been very hard to live with a secret and a movie that I would have loved to discuss with a friend. I believe that, and if you had invited me, we wouldn't even be here right now talking about this. Because I never would have let you throw me under the bus as well. $50, and when I see it, you're done. And I'm so glad, my son, for you to confess it. I'm going to be honest. I do not care that you went to the movies. I would have done it. I, if, if, as soon as ours opens up, I'm going. I don't care. Shun me, America. I love going to the movies. And not crowded movies, even better. I love it. No problem. Mm-hmm. You're talking yeah, to the girl who went to Disney World a couple weeks ago because nobody was there. Now the secret's out. People are flocking to Disney. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, nobody was there, and it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. This year has been rough. But this is a bright little sunny patch <laughs> in the middle of an otherwise terrible year, and I'm not crowded to death all the time. Is that your confession, Abigail? No, because I publicly say that I went to. So, yeah, who am I going to confess to? I'll confess to you both. I went out to dinner, masked up, blah, 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 all the things there. And I bought myself a meal, bought myself some drinks. And when my husband asked me if I had eaten, I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't want to. (laughs) He asked me if I was going to eat dinner, and I said yes. And he asked me if I had eaten dinner already, and I lied and said no, because I knew if I told him that I was at this restaurant, he was going to ask me to bring him home takeout. And I don't like to deal with two separate orders and then the checks and all this stuff, so I lied about it. Okay, I'm just going to confess it right here, right now. I did not bring my spouse a meal on purpose because I didn't want to deal with the hassle of two different orders. I'm sorry. He listens to the show. Is this when he's going to find out about this? He sometimes listens to the show, so it's a gamble. And if he finds out about it, I will apologize to him. But if he doesn't, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing. (laughs) And you called me out when I said the secret to a happy marriage is little lies. Yeah, you're right. I am a complete (laughs) hypocrite. I like That's my second (laughs) confession. (laughs) Do as I say, and uh, that's all I can say, not as I do. I will tell him the truth. I'll go tell him right now, just on principle, George, because I don't like your lies idea. So I'm going to go tell him as soon as this show's over. Wait, no, I think if you tell him, you should tell him on the show. Wow, George. Wow. I want to see how that goes down. (laughs) Well, I'll have to think about that. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll pray about it, and and that's the answer I'm going to leave you with. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Please review, like, subscribe, share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and just now we've been added to Amazon Podcasts. So say, hey, Alexa, play Funniest People I Know, and you'll hear us. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. See you guys later. Bye.